Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Dancing Through the Day. My name is Aubrey, and I am so excited for today. We have two special guests. Let's get to it. All right, so as I mentioned, I have two special guests. But before I introduce them, I want to introduce the topic. And the topic today is navigating the Latin dance scene as a queer dancer for allies and queer dancers to create a safe environment for all. And we have two of the most special people in my life. Um, Rodrigo Marquez has been with me since I started dancing bachata and salsa. And I also have Bex, who I met, what, maybe a year ago, right? Yeah. It's been a year, um, where they've moved from Seattle to Los Angeles specifically to dance with um, our dance company. So we're going to have them as guests, and I'm so excited to hear you guys share your stories and just how you navigate through the Latin dance scene. So, Rodrigo, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself first? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Rodrigo. Um, I've been dancing Latin dance since 2012. It's gonna be 10 years now. Um, wow. Yeah, That's it's a been a while. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got hooked on bachata, and then I slowly ventured into salsa. Yeah. Do you want to share your pronouns as well? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and identify as a gay man. Yeah. Welcome. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. So excited to have you. If you guys don't know, Roris is just, he's literally the other half of my brain in the dance company, and uh, I'm just so thankful for him on so many levels. So I'm excited for you guys to hear um, his story. All right, Bex, take it away. That's me. Um, my name is Bex. I use they, them pronouns, and I am a trans non-binary dancer. I've been dancing since 2019. Um, during the day, I am a senior program manager in tech, but most of the time I'm in the studio trying to learn from Aubrey and from Brody <laughs> and from everybody. I literally picked up my life and moved down here to come train with y'all. It's amazing. So this is like a dream. It is such a pleasure to have both of you. I've been talking about doing a podcast, um, I think with both of you mm -hmm. for a while. So to have you here together is just like such a treat. Um, let's get into why we're here. Um, I want to start off by sharing a story of um, a personal friend of mine um, who shared with me an experience that I think brings a lot of good questions to the table mm -hmm. that can not, not only help queer dancers, but also allies of queer dancers, including directors of dance company, dance friends of queer dancers, just honestly anyone that's an ally. Um, so. The story goes, we were on our way to a dance festival as a company, and um, this particular person was going to be following for the first time on stage. Now, if you're not familiar with Latin dance, um, usually it's a man who leads and a woman that follows. And it's been that way for what, years? Mm -hmm. Years. And... Um, this man particularly was going to be following at the festival and in front of quite a large crowd, right? And they shared with me after the event that they had taken a class and they were following as a man. 
and that people in this particular class were either skipping their turn to dance with him because he was following and it was a man and also would tell him like oh i am sorry i don't dance with men um specifically because he was a man following and after i heard that story after we came back the the first thing i wanted to do was just obviously hug him right but more so i wanted so much to have been able to help and support him during that time at the festival and um, it just got me thinking like there's so many hardships i think that come with being a queer dancer in specifically the latin scene um i obviously come from you know technical the technical world and i was sharing with you guys earlier like it's very normal to be in a ballet class with gay men like it's just it's just very normal you know you don't think of it twice especially when it's something that you grow in mm -hmm. so in sharing that story with our with our listeners right now how does that coincide with your experience as a queer dancer in the latin scene sure um i what is hard about that story is that it is so painful and damaging to the dancer and it's also so common yeah it i started bachata as a lead that's what i wanted to do and the mental gymnastics that i go through every time i go to a social thinking wow is this person going to want to follow are they going to look at my body and make assumptions about my body are they going to have a reaction to that like it's so much easier for me to walk in and dress feminine and lead and follow mm -hmm. but that's not what my heart wants right so we have to do all these mental gymnastics to keep ourselves safe so we have to do all these like it's almost like you walk in a room and you're scanning for like things that could possibly hurt you and i don't i don't want to say hurt and i don't think people are out here like most people are not out here hurting us intentionally and by us i mean queer dancers i think people have a fear of what they don't understand. And when I say I am a trans dancer, I'm a non-binary dancer, they're like, well, I don't know what that means. Right. Like, what does that mean with how I interact, with people who interact with me? Um, so I think it's, these experiences are so common because we haven't taken the time to get to know what makes a space safe for everybody, including queer dancers. I think when you make a space safe for queer dancers, you make a space safe for everybody to show up authentically and however they feel like that specific day and that it could change if the next day they want to show up like a totally different dancer you know it's having that flexibility absolutely does that answer your question does that answer my question i mean <laughs> yeah it does because i mean that's how it authentically made you feel and you know sometimes i can only imagine how how you mentioned gymnastics like mental gymnastics mm -hmm. and I never thought of it that way like I can show up as a help me Bex you've been helping me lately uh I'm just, a she yeah so you are a cisgendered woman cisgender which which I love to say is like when the doctor was like it's a girl you're like yep I agree with that that's Got what it means to be okay. cisgendered so I'm a cisgender woman mm -hmm. and I can show up to a quote-unquote ladies styling class and no one would think twice. Right. Right? But, like, for Roris, you go to a lady styling class, everyone's going to be like, well, the hope is that not everyone's going to be like that. But we've been, what is it called? Like, 
taught that that's taboo. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Can I share a story that is hilarious about that? Yeah, please. Okay, so we were in a, in a class and it was like a super hot day. The studio was so hot. So people are like taking off their shirts. Like people who present us, who are women, were taking off their shirts and we're dancing in their sports bras. And the guys were taking off their shirts and they're dancing without a shirt. And I have. Whoa, had, whoa, whoa. It was, it was dancing in the studio without the shirt. It was in a different studio. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, well, wait, 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 wait. in the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have had something called top surgery, which means that I have removed the breast that I was born so that my chest is more aligned with how I want to show up in the world. So I took off my shirt because I have no boobs. And this woman goes, <gasps> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> Because not everyone's looking at her. She's the one that looks ridiculous, but right, I'm right, the one right. that's, like, different in the room. And there are times in my life where that would have been so painful and so hurtful. Mm-hmm. And thank God for therapy. I'm at a point in my life where I was like, baby girl, <laughs> we need to get you a book. <laughs> and I just, like, held compassion for her because I was like, I might be the first trans person she's ever met. Right. So, like, let me see her as a human. Let me just, like, smile at her. Maybe she'll get over this. I'm not trying to do this. I just want to dance. Right. Um, right. And it's just one of those moments where I was just like, it's so funny to be a queer dancer. It's so <laughs> funny to show up in these spaces and, like, just exist sometimes. And have so much patience. Oh. Speaking of patience, if you don't... No. If you go into Webster's Dictionary and you look up the word patience, you will find Rodrigo's face next to it because this man has so much patience. It's actually, like, undescribable. And he has to have a lot of patience because working with me, like, I'm a lot. So he has a lot, a lot of patience. Um, but, Rodis, how does the story, the original story, make, you know, you feel? Um, it, it did bring up a lot of memories because I started dancing last bachata and salsa as a, as a lead. But um, in 2016, I, I, I was brave enough to ask, like, my... I got a festival like a, a guy to dance and a lot of them said no and it was it was really scary but uh, what helped me and what I portrayed to this person that when they share their story with me is that um, it's always good to have a support system like mm. go with a friend in the class like say hey I just got rejected you want to dance with me and it just makes me feel better and accepted uh, so that's what I told this person when that happened hopefully it helped it helped help them but it is like Beck said it is really common um and it still happens to this day like when I um when I go to a congress and I want to follow um there there's there's guys that say oh no thank you I'm like okay and I just tell myself it's a reflection of you know their experiences and it's I don't take it personally but it's it is a process and it's sometimes like I don't let it affect me but some days it hurts Mm -hmm. um but but it's Compared to 10 years ago, it's a lot of progress has been made. And I'm really happy for that. Yeah. And I feel like watching you follow, it's just like, it's like the most beautiful thing because I can tell in your eyes that you are just like yourself. Like you are like in your body. You're like really happy. I don't know, like your eyes light up in this really sweet way. And I just feel like how sad if like you didn't get to experience that. Yeah. And that's what I think about, like, the importance of queer spaces is that people can just be, like, you can be free to just experience that without having to to worry about anything. I don't know. I just think it's so cool that, like, you are here and also it sucks that you 
go through so much to get here. Yeah. And has and you have seen the scene kind of like grow in that aspect. I have. Yeah. But and in the you know, this is in your opinion, like do you feel like it's growing as quickly as it should? No. No. Um I think actually last year I know um at, I went to a club in in Long Beach called PCH and it had the first uh, LGBT night and that's wow. never happened all, all these like 10 years I can't remember like a social war that's just for like a pride night right and um, it was really fun I got to meet that's where I met um, like new people that, that watched like some people from the dance company dance with each other and they approached us like oh wow like like where are you guys from like where do you guys dance and I shared um, um, our dance company with them but it, I actually went out to the promoter after, and mm-hmm. I said, hey, like, I really, I really enjoyed tonight. I felt like we can be ourselves and mm-hmm. not worry about being rejected when I ask someone to dance. Mm-hmm. And they're really surprised and like, wow, like, you know, like, I'm glad you feel that way. I'm like, but yeah. you guys should do it more often. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, are we going to make this a weekly thing? Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, it, I mean, they were genuine about it. Um, but I'm like, I felt like it was just like, oh, yeah, like, just kind of to brush us off. Like, oh, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they bring it back, PCH yeah. Club. Um, let's <laughs> let's make that happen, uh-huh. um, and be advocates for it because I mean, what what an incredible night that you got to meet new people. Mm-hmm. One who weren't dancers, right? Right. Or and two who were dancers that genuinely just wanted to go out and dance without having yeah. these boundaries that they have to abide by because of you know society mm-hmm. or what we are quote unquote accustomed to as what it means to be a man and a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a question. What would you tell a dancer who's currently struggling with themselves in whatever scene they are in? Bex, you want to answer that? Ugh, there's so much. Um, I... It's hard because I what I want to say is, like, I wish that it wasn't so hard for you. I wish that there's nothing wrong with the dancer. It's the world that is, like, not catching up. And, and that's not, <clears throat> doesn't even encompass it. So I think once we get past that, it's like finding community. Mm-hmm. What gets me through anything is my community. What makes me excited to dance is my community. It's people who... I can move my body in whatever way I want to, and they are not going to place a label on me that does not belong to me. And what that means is, like, no matter what I wear, no matter how I act, no matter what I say, I am still a trans non-binary person, and the people who I want to dance with are people who see me for that. Right. So finding that, and if it doesn't exist, creating it. You know, I think not everyone's lucky to have a queer dance team at their company, right? I think that's a huge privilege. If it doesn't exist, you got to make it and find those people. Rodis, how would you... How would you help someone like in the original story? You know, what would... What would you have done as an ally, right? Because... For it to be a safe environment, you know, it needs to be on both sides, mm-hmm. not just the queer dancer having to create, you know, their own space, but having the support from their allies 
you know if you saw someone next to you reject um a gay man like yourself right Mm -hmm. and say like i just don't i don't dance with men like as an ally what would you expect from them i would i would appreciate it if someone heard that say hey you could just say no thank you like the the it wasn't necessary for you to say i don't dance with men right keep your comments to yourself um and maybe tell the the instructor when that happened like um to maybe be more aware of their what's going on. I know they're busy teaching, but bring up, hey, like, you know, if someone asks you to dance, just say no thank you or just be respectful because it is a partner dance. Right. Um, but I do have tips to, like, if people want to, like, you know, feel more, um, how should I say this? Um, when they go social dancing, um, bring a community with you, like Beck said, mm-hmm. yeah. but also, like, now I see like it's more common to see like two uh, females or two males dance right and I see if I want to dance with with um I scope out like, <laughs> okay like oh those two guys dance so I'm, I feel more comfortable asking them right because yeah. I just saw them dance with each right. other or if I see like um like a female follow I'm like oh I want I want them to lead me right so I ask them so um unfortunately it's not um it's not everywhere yeah. but the places that do have it just you scope it out before you you know ask right. and then maybe make, make a new friends and build your community mm-hmm. yeah. I love that mm-hmm. so Bex I know you and I have a very special um, connection because you have been so amazingly open with me and just and being so patient and um, when you first came to the company, I didn't know how to approach the topic of non-binary, they, them pronouns. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I didn't even really understand pronouns and I probably will be kicking myself later if I win and if I re-listen to this, like, Aubrey, why would you tell people you don't know what your pronouns are, you know? But, you know, it was just such a new concept to me and yeah. you coming to the company was just such a blessing because you have been able to not only help me, but also help the dance community, also help the company really understand like what it means to be queer um, in our community. So do you want to kind of share about our like yeah, conversation? Absolutely, because <laughs> I love it so much. I think what allowed me to be comfortable in building that relationship and the dynamic is one I can tell your curiosity comes from a place of wanting to understand and not to be like, wait, wait, but that's wrong. Like, you came with questions and not with assumptions. Mm. And it was always private. Yeah. Like, you're not throwing these, like, very personal questions in a group setting. You're like, first, like, you always ask me, you're like, hey, like, can I talk to you about this? And I was like, yeah, like, I have space for that. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about it. And... It's like you and I were building it, and I think we're both very open about we're just like learning this, like together, figuring it out, yeah. right? Like, literally, <laughs> I and I like I'm trying to teach you about me in a way that also teaches you about the community without like saying that I am the community because we're all so different, right? So, I think we're just like willing to make mistakes and like support each other in our learning, and we're both very like, like, I just I just know you care about me and I care about you, and we're just like building a connection where we can learn from each other and that's so special yeah yeah and have you had that experience with other instructors 
in the scene or other leaders in our Latin dance scene, how common is it for an instructor to actually reach out and be like, hey, you know, tell me about <laughs> your community. I, I don't even think I said it like that. I was like, um, can I talk to you on the phone? <laughs> I was and, like, oh my god, am I in trouble? Yeah. Am I getting kicked off the team? What did I do? I think Bex had probably been with the company for like maybe a month. Yeah. And I was like, I really need to talk to you about this because the last thing I want to do is disrespect you privately, but publicly. Yeah. You know, like when you're a part of my company, you're a part of my world, you know, mm-hmm. and and you just never want to disrespect anyone. So I would literally be like, okay, if this sounds really arrogant, <laughs> I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> But um, I remember going to you and just being like, explain to me Mm non-binary. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Which is like a common question. So I I didn't meet a trans person that I know of until I was 25 years old. And I am a trans person. So, like, I understand that I'm going to be someone's first trans person. But, like, how cool that you're, like, oh, my God, there is this, like, whole other expansive way to exist in the world. And now you know that. And now, like, we're talking to other people. And maybe someone on this podcast, like, pulling out their phone being, like, what the heck is non-binary, you know? Yeah. We're just out here learning. I think the other thing, too, um, for the leaders listening or for the directors or, you know, dance instructors that are listening – always asking someone if they're okay to have Mm -hmm. this conversation i've learned with queer dancers that or queer people in general um are you okay and in a good space to have this conversation if not let's talk later if you are not the person and you do not want to have this conversation no problem i will ask someone else because it just already sets this standard of respect yeah you know and i think it's it's good to ask yourself the question would I ask the same question to a straight person? Right. Like the level of intimacy in the question. And if the answer is like, wow, I would never ask a straight person about what's in their pants, you shouldn't ask a trans person. Wow. You get those questions? Yeah. What? Do you want to? I don't even know if it's appropriate to say, <laughs> say what's the most ridiculous question I've gotten. It's very ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we. I get those questions a lot. Trans people get those questions all the time. And, like, at the grocery store. You know what I mean? It's not like we're on a date and someone's asking you this. But, like, there are ridiculously invasive things that people think are okay when you're trans. (laughs) I wish y'all could see Aubrey's face right now because it's speechless and this doesn't happen very often. (laughs) I mean... Okay, let's bring it back because this is me, again, learning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can walk in the grocery store and people don't ask me those things. And if they did, I'd probably, like, call the cops on them. Like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. But first off, I'm sorry that there's those type of people in the world. Same. Like, what? And then I can also probably, I'm not okaying this, absolutely not okaying this, but maybe you are the first trans person yeah. they have met. And, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to justify <laughs> Like, there's no justification on that, you know? No. Like, yeah. how do you ask that? I would never ask that to someone. How do you do that? Yeah. Okay, before I go off, because <laughs> Bex has heard me go off so many times. Roris, mm-hmm. have you been in similar situations where people have put you in, like, this unwanted space, in a space where you're like, what the hell? 
Like, does it really happen um, that often? I mean, not to that extreme, but um, people assume, like, I guess it's not not offensive, but if people think I'm, I'm straight, especially straight guys. They're talking about like straight things, like sports <laughs> or or girls. Like, straight oh, do you see that girl? You see that girl? I'm like, oh, yeah, she's very pretty. Like, oh yeah, do you want to have like you know intimate relations? I'm like, oh sorry, this is just my phone going off. <laughs> okay. I'm being paged, but go ahead. I can't get over straight things. Yeah. sports, sports, <laughs> sports and girls, and um, I'm like, no. No, I don't watch sports. No, I don't. I don't, oh I don't find girls attractive. <laughs> that is, wow. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Okay, let's bring on. Uh, let's bring that topic back. Okay? okay. I was just so thrown off. Yeah. I'm thrown off. Like these are new things that I'm learning. So leaders, like leaders, dancers, instructor, everyone, like listen to what our queer community has to go through on the daily. Now I understand making a mistake and also owning up to it. Yeah. Right. Maybe gen- people are genuinely, like, just curious, like, maybe. That is, like, but if you're offending someone, there needs to be some sort of an apology there. So, I'm, again, speechless. <laughs> really speechless. But your original question is, like, what can leaders oh do? <laughs> I'd love to share some thoughts. Yeah, go for it. Okay. For it. Um, this is, like, so easy. If you're ever leading a dance class... And you're having your, you're like, okay, great, it's time to partner dance. If you can change your language, instead of saying women go over here and men go over here, you can just adapt your language to what you're teaching. So leads are going to go on one side of the room and follows are going to do this. And then leads are going to step with their left and follows are going to step with the right. And if you just completely degender your language as you're instructing, that automatically tells people, okay, I'm not assigning you a thing based on what I'm assuming of you. Right. And I think it allows everybody to do whatever they want, right? Like, the straight, tall dude wants to come in and follow, like, cool. Like, why not, <laughs> right? Which We're totally happens. It, happens. it yeah. totally happens. And maybe I'm just saying that because I was teaching the other day a class at my studio. And, um, yeah, a guy came in with his girlfriend and was like, I want to follow. Tallest guy in the class, like, had on, like, sweatpants and oversized jacket and you know clearly came with his girlfriend right because they were like kissing in the class and i had to look at them like okay save that for later but you know he was like yeah i'll follow and it was just so nice for it to just be like this normal thing Mm -hmm. you know to where i have seen in the class before where people are a little bit more timid in making those decisions yeah but definitely changing the language Mm -hmm. Okay, so Roris, do you have any tips um, for instructors or leaders in any scene? Um, yes. Okay. So um, if you have a like a, a queer dancer or someone another female wants to follow um, as a performance or lead, uh, you can ask them if they would feel comfortable like wearing like a, tra- a traditional follower lead costume. Or would they want like a, a variation of that? Because mm. I think it's really important to feel comfortable on stage because that way you can perform authentically on stage. Wow, yeah. I love that. That was mm-hmm. a good one. I love yeah. that. Because you had that option, right? I did. I, I, um, you know, I, I was on a team um, and they asked me if I wanted to uh, wear um, the traditional, like, I was going to follow traditional tights and heels. 
um, or they gave me the option. They drew up a, uh, like a custom sketch and like, oh, would you want to wear this? I'm like, oh, like that's right. awesome. Like, thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. And um, so I chose with the custom sketch, and yeah, it was it was awesome. That's amazing. See, that's yeah. so nice that people are thinking of you. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like so nice to know. I know um, when we had Mauricio join our ladies team. He was like, oh, hell no, I ain't wearing no, like, variation. He's like, I'm wearing what all the other girls are wearing, and I'm wearing a four-inch heel while I perform with the tights. And I was like, yes, I love that. And it's so crazy because he would go from being in tights, four-inch heels, and this, like, leotard that, you know, everyone else was wearing on my ladies' team, go run and change and throw on his pants with his shirt and be a lead in our bachata team. On your, like, power bachata team. <laughs> Not, like, on any bachata team. Like, he's doing, like... Well, he's a world champion. Yes. So, <laughs> in bachata, which is just, like, amazing yeah. that he is so fulfilled in both, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I remember us being in practice and, like, not even thinking twice. Like, whatever you want. Whatever you want to do, let's do it. And I know he was a little bit scared. Um, or nervous. I shouldn't say scared. He's, I think he was nervous mm-hmm. about how the audience was going to perceive, you know, him in foreign heels in a dress or leotard and tights. And if you guys remember, because you were both there, mm-hmm. the audience was going nuts. Lost yeah. it. Literally lost it. Lost it. Yeah. And it, as a director, it was just so, such a good feeling to see your dancer up on stage just in that moment of feeling so incredibly authentic to who he wanted to be in that moment and it's things like that you just you live for as a leader you live for as a director to see your people like happy you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's a testament to the culture you're building here and to the culture that like we're creating together I have a little story can I share you don't know this yet oh no (laughs) (laughs) it's good I promise (laughs) do I need a pause (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for all that you, for those of you that don't know, um, I performed at Reno as a lead and a follow in a production that was choreographed at the MDC. So it's like one big piece, and I'm leading and following and within the piece. And we were here at the studio, we were practicing, and it was the first time that the entire company was here. And I'm I do my part as I lead. I like rip my shirt off. The studio starts cheering. I like go in and I follow. And the minute, like, we finished that run, I ran outside and I started sobbing. Because it was one of those moments that I was like, this is literally, like, my gender personified. And then I get to do it with, like, such good people. And I get to do it on the stage. And there's going to be somebody watching this. Like, I couldn't hold it in. I just started crying because I think it was, like, the thing my body had, like, needed. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I just got to do it. It was so cool. Yeah, and everyone went crazy. Yeah. It was and really fun. That was that and that was, was just a practice, me crying, you know. So then, how did you feel on stage actually doing it? Um, I was unprepared by how much people were cheering. I think I like heard it and I was like, "What is happening?" And then I like, I was like, "Oh my god, I still have to keep dancing." <laughs> <laughs> There's like choreo, but I felt so affirmed. I was like, "Yes!" Like there are people who like get why this is a big deal right and how much i have to train to like be 
a dancer in both. Like, I have to just keep learning, and, like, they're, like, recognizing that. Right, right, that right, so right. Cool. And that had to feel good for you, Rodis, too, because Bex was, or is your student, mm-hmm. right, um, as a follow. Yeah. And she, excuse me, they uh-huh. are a lead on my team. Mm-hmm. And so we had to work together to make that happen. And it was so cool, too, because I remember you being like, how am I going to go from the lead's costume <laughs> into my follow's costume? And our other director, who runs um, the team with you, Rodis, Alyssa, was like, I got it. We'll just put like a... What is it called? Like a little a Velcro. Key, a Velcro. I'll yeah. just tie it on there and then you can just rip it off. Like it was such a team effort to yeah. make this moment happen. Yeah. And this moment was just like that's what what we love. Yeah. Like we love that as as directors. Yeah. That's what we live for. Yeah. And then I also just want to touch because something um authentic just happened. I referred to Bex as a she. And if you notice, I stopped myself. Mm-hmm. I recovered, took a moment, and I said I'm sorry it's they and sometimes that happens and I think what was like great about it is like I don't need you to give me a sob story about how it's like so hard and like this and this and you sat in traffic and you had a hard day and that's what you forgot you're just like I'm sorry it's they and then you moved on and I'm like great let's go keep going right yeah there's people that make it about them in that moment I'm like bro I don't have energy let me just go back to my life (laughs) (laughs) okay so if you're an ally and you are listening we are all allies. I'm hoping everyone on, that's listening to this podcast. And if you are if you are not, I hope after you listen to this, you are. Mm-hmm. That we all make mistakes. And as long as we own up to it and we keep going, it's a greater and safer environment. Yeah, we're learning in real time. Um, so I know you guys are here and excited to share something new that uh, the dance company is doing. And um, I actually have one of the directors of the new team here, which is going to be Rodrigo. And probably like the PR president (laughs) of the club or of the dance team, uh, Bex. I know you both are just probably so excited about what Empowered Movement is bringing to life. And I'm so excited for you guys to share. So take it away. Okay, so, <laughs> so we'll, um, EMDC, thanks to Aubrey, we'll be starting uh, our, the first LGBTQIA plus team. <laughs> and, um, we're so excited because we want to create a space where everyone feels belonged and they don't have to worry about stepping on every, anyone's toes or offending anyone. We can just be ourselves because I think a community of like queer people, like we understand each other and I feel like we can just be ourselves even though I'm, we're being ourselves with you but even don't worry about what you say and don't worry i'm into the gay clubs I'm yeah with you guys like trust yeah I mean, oh my god am i the drama I, <laughs> references <laughs> everyone will get <laughs> yeah i was like what are you I, no, I don't get it honestly when y'all start talking about what's that show you and jeremy want me to watch rupaul's drag, RuPaul's drag race <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. you can't admit on air that you don't watch RuPaul. You're going <laughs> to upset a lot of people. No, you're not. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm actually going to upset like, people. Back, back, back. <laughs> please don't cancel out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not funny. Uh... <laughs> so, um, yes, this yes, team. This team. Um, you know, I hope we're going to get a lot done. We're going to also, we're going to have fun. But I mean, I hope so. Yeah, we're going to also get a lot done. We're going to be training in bachata, salsa, a little bit of jazz, hip-hop, some Vogue. 
and yeah so um, I'm really excited about it and I'm excited to work with Jeremy Yes. <laughs> Jeremy and Rodrigo are known as the sisters on the team who love and hate each other at the same time. So this is going to be a very interesting season as the owner to watch that happen. Yeah. But um, I know that you both are the perfect people for this. And um, I'm just so excited to support you in that journey as a director and as leaders in our community that are that is you guys are creating something so amazing. And I know you thanked me at the beginning of this, but no, thank you. Like, this is not this is not about me. This is you guys truly being able to bring to the table with, with what is authentically you. And I am so excited for all of your new dancers that get to learn from you because between both of you, your knowledge is incredible. So no, don't thank me. Like, thank you. So, <laughs> um, Bex, tell everyone your role in this. I feel like you are, I'm not even kidding when I say that. Bex is like PR manager, yes. like president, yeah. fan club. Like, I will dance with you just so that I can hand you a flyer afterwards. <laughs> not just so, because obviously I want to dance, but you know, I'm going to be ready with those flyers because I just want the dopest people on this team. I want people who like, want to learn people who like want to like dance like who I could just like walk into the studio and be so excited to be around so like of course I want to be I literally screamed we were at practice and I was like we're gonna have a queer team and I was like oh my god (laughs) literally they screamed yeah they screamed (laughs) it just I spend like probably like 10 hours a week dancing in front of a mirror around like mostly straight cisgendered people mm-hmm. and like I love y'all and also that's probably not good for me <laughs> like I need another trans person in the room that I can be like I'm having a day where I'm a little dysphoric and I'm gonna dance a little bit like differently than I want to like just support me in this and then they're gonna be like cool I know exactly what that means and like I got right. you and I'm so excited to, run f- to keep learning from Jordi's and this will be my first time like actually taking consistent classes with Jeremy yeah so I'm so excited that is so exciting so um talk about it uh Rory's you know are there auditions happening you know what are the steps for our dancers and um queer dancers and our allies like how can we find information on the team well uh auditions are Saturday February 26th (laughs) at 7 p.m here at EMDC studio um, and the auditions are free. It's an hour and a half. Um, just bring a friend if you feel like they would be a great fit. Um, and just don't, it is an audition, but just come and just dance with us. Get to know us. Um, get to meet new people and see if, you know, if you want to keep dancing with us. You say it's yeah. so sweet. You're going to be like, come take a free dance class with some <laughs> gay men. <laughs> oh, that's what Jeremy would say. Um, yeah, so make sure you guys head over to EMDC. E-M- oh my gosh, I can't even <laughs> EMDCstudio.com where you can find out all the information. Our, the flyer is up. Um, and yeah, just... I have a question for you too. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, like EMDC is known to have really wonderful dancers. And I can see, I can see also because I've been there, like walking into an audition here can feel really intimidating. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like I, what if someone's a new dancer? Like, how do you as directors, like, what do you tell them to make them feel comfy to come? 
um, just think of it like you, you said Aubrey like a dance class you know in it, um, and just be yourself um, if, you, if you don't learn the choreography then that's okay um, just try your best and just give it your all I'm definitely in big support of we really don't care the level of dancer. Like, mm -hmm. that is known from the moment people walk into the studio. Like, we have good dancers, but for me as a director that oversees all teams, I could care less how good someone is because that's what they're coming for. They're coming mm -hmm. to learn mm -hmm. to be better dancers, to be more knowledgeable. Like, that is our job as dance instructors, right? So the only thing that at least I look for is a good attitude, someone that gets along with everyone, and that can be a good team player. If they have those qualities, then they're gonna be able to fit in so well with the space that we have, and we we as instructors can do our job and, and teach. You know, so long story short yeah. is as long as you bring a good attitude, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that. But yeah, sometimes it can be a little intimidating walking mm -hmm. into a quote-unquote audition because, you know, we do have some really incredible dancers here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have dancers that have never taken a dance class before. And I'll let you know that is so exciting as an instructor to be able to see someone's growth from the beginning yeah. and then just see them, you know, expand to these pro levels. And I'll use uh, Jeremy as an example. He came to EMBC's very first public audition as a dancer, a jazz dancer that had no idea what bachata was. And now he's a two-time world champion bachata yes. dancer and also a, a newly profound professional in our Latin dance scene. So the opportunities in our world are endless as long as we have dancers that have the heart and the work ethic to become great. So that was a long story long, but... Come to audition. So, come audition. <laughs> come audition. Bex will be here. I will be here. Ready. And tell them about the stickers. Oh, I'm my really God. Stickers. Okay, so I, like, love a pronoun sticker. It is my favorite accessory. Um, <laughs> because, like, it, like, stops you from making assumptions. So, Aubrey got us some, like, really cute pronoun stickers. Um, and it's, like, for our, obviously, our queer dancers. But what I think is really cool is that, like, we're also using it for all of our dancers yeah. when we um, come together because it's like yeah cool like we know you gotta ask pronouns but like let's get everyone on board yeah to ask pronouns so I'm really excited about these stickers <laughs> yeah I thought that they were such a great idea and yeah they're actually sitting in my car I'm gonna give them to you um, but they're really cute so come audition so you can wear a cute sticker <laughs> <laughs> the dancing is secondary <laughs> you guys thank you so much you were so much fun to sit here and have this conversation with um, I appreciate you being just so open and authentic and and sharing you know the goods and and sometimes like the dark spaces mm -hmm. and um, thank you to our listeners I hope you walk away with this newfound knowledge and just respect for our queer community and um, I think we look forward to seeing you at auditions all right, have a good day, guys, and we'll talk soon. Let's dance, let's shout, shout, shake it,